0: In the town of Salem, on Halloween night, the evil Sanderson sisters rise from the grave when a virgin unknowingly summons them from hell. With only one night of life, the three witches plan to suck the life force out of every child in town, and only two teenagers, a little girl, and a talking cat stand in their way. In the 1993 Halloween cult classic, Hocus Pocus. I'm Connor Izagary.
1: I'm Caleb Luci.
0: And this is Filmgasm. <laughs> happy wednesday and welcome to the filmgasm podcast with the long-awaited hocus pocus 2 finally hitting disney plus this friday it felt like the right time to do a proper episode on the original which has become such a big part of so many families halloween celebrations back in the day hocus pocus was bonus episode nine back when we were still doing that which was a great idea on paper but admittedly we didn't put that much effort into them and they ended up being pretty half-assed episodes um They're all still available to listen to on YouTube. If you want to check out the bonus episodes, lower your expectations. And uh, I took them out of the main feed. So if you're listening through Anchor or Apple or Spotify, they're not there. But I I do plan on turning all of those into full-fledged episodes. And we've already done that a few times with films like Uncut Gems and, uh, well, this. So, yeah. We're still going to do something with those, but you know, we wanted to do more. Basically, the bonus episodes turned into Oscar Sunday and the sneak preview. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, no beyond the bad cuz I think they are all movies we liked.
0: Yeah, we were kind of staying away from shit movies. <laughs> but now, you know, we're weekly torturing ourselves with them.
1: <laughs> yep. We actually I, I actually enjoyed the film this week.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah,
1: that's, that's I, good. it was it was entertaining
0: cool yeah jean-claude is not anybody i've ever really flocked to so this will be interesting for me i don't think i've sat through a jean-claude van damme movie in like 15 years
1: yeah so. it's not something that i flocked to but i was watching i was like you know what there's some i mean it's it's 80s cheese but i'm having a good time so but we'll get more into that when we do uh beyond the bad this week i will not reveal the title of the movie but there's
0: your hand if you didn't listen to last week's episode it's a jean-claude van damme movie There's a big difference between a bad movie and a bad movie from the 80s. I don't know why, but it's a little better. (laughs) It's weird. It's really weird, but yeah. (laughs) But today, Hocus Pocus, before we get started, I know Halloween is sacred to you. And Hocus Pocus is one of your annual favorites. Mm -hmm. So my question is, outside of horror, what are some other favorite Halloween themed movies that you watch in October?
1: Damn, that's a good question. Ooh, outside of horror, favorite Halloween themed movies. Um, you know, outside of outside of horror, I am a sucker for like um when they do like T V shows or like they do those little Halloween specials. Um, I used to love watching stuff like, you know, the Rugrats Halloween specials and stuff like that. So those are I'll usually try to catch those um when i can any kind of holiday specials they do i am a i'm a, like a i know a big rebuild my christmas my love for christmas specials it's pretty much all the holidays um i will watch charlie brown it's great pumpkin charlie brown every year um uh obviously Scooby Doo um is a big thing for me i like trying to watch as much Scooby Doo during um october as i can uh i actually just picked up the blu ray of the original series so nice yeah so uh man yeah it's if it's not like a straight up horror film it is usually something that's like borderline you know usually like it kind of goes back to my childhood in a way it's like gateway stuff you know what i mean it's stuff it's stuff like the halloween like the holiday specials like charlie brown like scooby-doo it's things that like make me nostalgic from when i was a kid and kind of having to dip my toes a bit um when it Outside of, like, you know, obviously things like Trick or Treat and Halloween and, you know, Hocus Pocus to an extent, it's, it's gone back to, like, my youth a lot of times.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's nice. I, I'm not at all surprised that you also love cartoon Halloween specials, considering, you know, our, our recent discovery of your love affair with Christmas. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, In my family... Uh, you know, Halloween is, you know, we do, we do family movie marathons for every holiday, we don't need an excuse to do that. But Halloween, you know, we theme them up. But my grandma does not watch horror movies like at all. She watched House of Wax in 1953 and she never looked back, it scared the absolute hell out of her. So, no horror movies, <laughs> it's a very firm rule she's had. Uh, so we watch a lot of movies that are, you know, horror adjacent, gateway stuff, stuff that we can all have fun with. Uh, some of my staples, I love 1995's Casper That's a good one Yeah, I've I, I've always loved that movie uh, I know I love Bill Pullman and I love Christina Ricci and Eric Idle And it's just a delightful, ridiculous movie Especially that scene where I'm Bill Pullman's in the mirror, and he keeps turning into people like Mel Gibson and Roddy Dangerfield and Clint Eastwood, and then he's the Crypt Keeper, and he, like, screams. <laughs> so weird, but so funny. Oh, um, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a young Devin Saw was in that movie, actually. Yeah, probably. Dan Aykroyd has a cameo as Ray from Ghostbusters
1: that's right he does god it's been a
0: long time since i've fucking seen casper i remember loving it as a kid i used to watch it all the goddamn time they're trying to get the ghost out of this mansion and they call you know they call a priest doesn't work they call a rabbi doesn't work so they call they call the ghostbusters and ray comes running out of the house and he goes who are you gonna call someone else and takes him. <laughs> it's hilarious that he did that oh my god uh so that's a favorite um Obviously, the Nightmare Before Christmas—that's a big one. That's always been a favorite. Uh, that movie gets more impressive every time I watch it. Just what they were able to pull off with that.
1: Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas is actually really good. I, remember, I actually watched that for the first time in like college. That's been like it's it invaded my childhood, and I watched it and I was like, oh my god, this is good. And what's funny is that I actually really like that company that does uh, that stuff, like um, and that director. Um because um another one thing about that that uh thing about animated, especially a favorite of mine's been Monster House for years. I fucking love Monster House.
0: Monster House is such an awesome movie. I love Monster House.
1: Yeah, Monster House is great. Um, I don't know if you've seen it but Coraline's no one I really really enjoy. Um I think it's actually from the same director as i for Christmas.
0: Um it's Coraline awesome invaded me. I didn't see Coraline
1: yet. Oh, it's good, it go it goes places. Um yeah it's it's weird like for some reason man if it's not like straight up horror i i go it's like i know mean, i'll be 30 by the end of this year and i still find myself going back to stuff like that that i kind of like really enjoyed that it was, it was like you said like the more family stuff i could watch around my family you know what i mean um yeah. so yeah it's like that kind of stuff like monster house things like that that i just will gravitate towards and just gladly watch
0: a uh, couple more films I want to shout out just because they mean a lot to my family and they might be listening and I want them to have that like, ah, we do that moment. Um, my all time favorite Halloween movie is, is Beetlejuice. Like that is my 100% favorite Halloween movie. I love that movie to death. It's so ridiculous. So over the top and it is so much fun.
1: You could put a lot of early time burn up there. Uh, my personal favorite is actually Sleepy Hollow. I fucking adore. Oof. Sleepy Hollow a lot. I know that's definitely a lot more horror than yeah. anything, else, but I fucking goddamn. I saw that like when I was young, so my aunt was into it. She was like, Hey, you want to watch Sleepy Hollow? And I was like, sure.
0: With Beetlejuice, like anytime I can get an F-bomb in a PG movie and Michael Keaton grabbing his crotch like a maniac, like I'm watching a good movie. I forget
1: that that they let that slide. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Um,
0: nice fucking model. Like every time I'm surprised it's there.
1: Yeah, it takes me by. You know what's one I just remembered? Um, you remember when Disney Channel did original movies?
0: I recall that vaguely. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, you know, the Halloween Town movies, I do remember the Halloween Town movies. I watched all of them as a kid. Like, I did. I tuned in every single year as a kid to Halloween Town. Halloween. I, I love Halloween Town.
0: I <laughs> I liked them a lot as a kid. I watched the first two, I never saw the other two. But I watched the first one last year, and I was like, what is this? It's so bad as an adult. Like, it is so cheap. As a I, kid, I knew you're, what... like, you're okay with that. But as a grown-up, you're like, I, I couldn't finish it. I, just, I stopped. Really, I haven't gone back because I don't want nostalgia to get ruined. <laughs> it it was ruined for me. I was like, what is this nightmare? Uh, but yeah, I remember watching those as a kid. I love those movies. The first two Halloween Towns were really good. I I would like. I remember like waiting to watch them on Disney Channel when they came on like the week of Halloween. I remember waiting for that, and like you know, it's almost done. Like those are the days. (laughs) Oh God, yeah.
1: We had to wait for it on cable.
0: (laughs) Uh, The movie that my family always is kind of like movies, kind of represented my family for Halloween for so many years has been um, 1998's Practical Magic. Uh, More of a romance movie but very much you know a a fun fantasy witchy movie uh do you know practical magic
1: yeah um uh, my mom
0: used to like it when i was a kid yeah it's a good movie and sweet and has you know murder and a ghost and some scary shit sometimes it's you know when you're you're not just dealing with a ghost you're dealing with a ghost of a goddamn serial rapist (laughs) i mean that's some hardcore shit but, you know, it's also got that sisterhood thing and, you know, Stevie Nicks and just a 90s vibe that just my family's always adored. So I, I like Practical Magic. It's a sweet movie.
1: Okay. I haven't really actually watched it myself, so I don't have much to have Practical Magic. But I know a lot of people that like it.
0: It's not really... I feel like it's not really your kind of thing, although Nicole Kidman is super hot in it, so that might help.
1: That and I, I do find Sandra Bullock very hot,
0: so it's kind of a... There you go. One for me there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, Halloween's fun and cool. And I like to, you know, I love watching horror movies during October, but I also like to step outside and look at some gateway stuff and some, you know, goofy, you know, Halloween. Like, I, I like to watch uh, Halloween episodes of sitcoms like, you know, Frasier and Third Rock from the Sun. Those are always fun. Oh, to- yeah.
1: Yeah, mine was uh, my favorite one, just cause I I really liked it as a kid growing up, and I I, I still like it now. Uh, but the Boy Meets World, they had a Halloween episode that's like still actually pretty like well regarded.
0: I remember that. I wa- I've never seen that show, but I watched that. I remember that as a kid.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking really good, even if you don't like show. I always swear, like, if you don't like show, even check out. It's like one of the best Halloween. Things. Like it's because it's clearly hyping in on like everything that was popular at the time. Like I know what you did last summer. They get fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt like. Which at the time for a sitcom in the 90s, pulling that off, like, oh shit, we got Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, it, it's a neat episode. I, I actually so really enjoy watching it.
0: Wasn't there a, a kid who gets killed with a pencil to the forehead? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. There's I like remember the all- kid thinking, like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's like all these stats, and they make a South Park reference. Like, one yeah, guys like, oh my God, you killed Kenny. Jesus, they were really. Pulling out all the stops for that. Yeah, it was it's pretty it's like an impressive, in my opinion, impressive feat of sitcom entertainment. Um yeah, I do yeah, I'm with you. I like going back watching the sitcoms and the cartoon specials. It's I think it's for me, right? Like as much as I love watching, obviously, like there's so many horror films I like watching during the year. The you know, for me, what I like about a lot of the gateway films, like Halloween Town when I was a kid, you know, Monster House, Casper be able to use um things like this is that they have a tendency probably more than a lot of the horror films do and that's not me mean making a slide on horror is that they tend to do what i really like which they evoke the spirit of the season not i'm not like spirit as in you know ghost but like you know spirit of the of the season um and that is something that like I really—it it, that extra stuff makes me happy because I like, especially I like watching obviously certain horror films during the year. I like having that. Sp- it's why trick or treat has cr- one of the main reasons. Trick or treat, for example, has warmed its way into my heart because I think I said it when um back when we were doing the write-ins, we went on the episode, yeah. but it, it evokes this you know it's it evokes the spirit of the holiday so much, um so much I can't fucking wait to go see that goddamn movie on the big screen next week. I'm keeping track of that shit, God, I cannot wait to finally sit on the big screen in October. oh yes, um but yeah i I like what gateway they tend to embrace everything about the holiday, but also obviously trying to deliver fright for the whole family,
0: yeah, I agree, and hocus pocus might be the kind of definitive like movie of that kind of spirit. It's you know Halloween for everybody it's you know it's, it's creepy kind of kids love it there's some some grown up jokes that are great um yeah it's it's, it's a pretty well rounded good great movie uh, yeah it was
1: fun yeah
0: like, so let's talk I mean,
1: I'm about mean, I must say the fact that even like the MCU this year it's like getting in on the halloween spirit with their like own horror mm-hmm. special like World wolf by night it's like you know it's just, it's awesome for me right it's like oh hey even the is like let's have fun we got the disney plus thing let's do something that kind of embraces the spirit. You know what I mean? It's it's nice. And then we get something for Christmas with
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. Whenever they decide to show footage of that. <laughs> yeah. But we're back to the, you know, as close to the variety special as we can get these days. Pocus uh, Pocus was the brainchild of producer David Kirshner, who came up with the idea when he was sitting outside with his daughter and a black cat walked past them. That's the whole story. Isn't it crazy where inspiration can strike? You're just outside with your kid. Black cat walks walks past you. All of a sudden, you're like, you have this like brain blast moment. And suddenly, focus, pocus. It
1: always makes me think of the family episode that had Stephen King get hit by a car. And he wrote like a whole novel. <laughs> <laughs> Flying in the air.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it is just like that. It's like, this would be a good idea for a story. And then you just make sure you, you know, don't forget it. And who knows if that's the one that's going to change your life? Uh, so with that, you know, he imagined a story. He Was like, what if that cat used to be a person? And what if a what if a wit? No, no, two, three witches turned him into a into a cat. And his daughter's probably like, "What are you talking about, Daddy?" He's We're like, "We're just I'm, sitting on the porch, Dad." I'm making money. Shut up. <laughs> you like this house we live in? Shut your mouth. Black cats. And witches pay for this house. Um, so Kirschner brought in horror legend Mick Garris to pen the screenplay, which was bought by Disney in 1984. And then It uh, was then titled Disney's Halloween House, which is odd because I think it was, I wonder if it was called that before Disney bought it. That was in like an enticement. It's like I don't what the fuck title was that? Uh Like, I think about, you know, I found out that um, on the X-Files, Fox Mulder, the main character of the film or the show, he was called Fox because they were trying to sell this thing to the Fox network. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. That really is like he could have been, you know, fucking, you know, NBC Mulder. But Fox bought it, so they kept it. But yeah, I wonder if like, you know, we throw Disney on this. Maybe they'll think they already own it. Oh.
1: oh god how the times have changed with that based off what I've heard about Disney's approach to a barbarian because if you guys are wondering barbarian is produced like, by Disney because this is part of the 20th century studio lineup
0: oh good that means that crazy lady was a Disney princess
1: yeah and apparently Disney didn't bother him at all when he made it he talked about that that's good yeah, they let him make his thing. They did the trailer, I found out. Fun fact, the trailer we all saw, that was
0: Disney's trailer. You know, with them putting like Deadpool and Logan on Disney+, and branching out with 20th Century Studio, I wonder, like when, when are we going to get that R-rated Disney movie? It's going to happen.
1: Deadpool. Might not happen
0: soon, but it will happen.
1: I mean, we know Deadpool 3 is supposed to be rated R, and apparently <laughs>
0: Marvel Zombies is TVMA. Like, they're not going to. Nope. No Marvel stuff, no Star Wars. I want a straight-up R-rated Disney movie. I don't know what you're talking
1: about, Disney film. They clearly only have Star Wars and Marvel. What are you talking about? Walt Disney
0: Studio presents some heinous shit. That's what I want.
1: Oh, probably something anti-Semitic and we'll get buried forever. Ouch.
0: (laughs) Oof. Cutting to the bone there. Goddamn. (laughs) You like that one? Ouch! Below the belt, man. Wow,
1: <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, they've they've got their own heinous shit category that we don't get to see. <laughs> with that said,
1: Andre, I would be down to watch like an R-rated Disney movie, not like you know, with like a Vista popping up before their 20th Century Studio or Marvel or Star Wars. Like you no, know, like hardcore like Disney rated R.
0: Yeah, that would be sweet. Probably would fuck with the bottom line, so that's why it hasn't happened. But, you know, we want it. <laughs> uh, fuck, Disney does not fuck with the bottom line. <laughs> nope, they do not. So, Mick Garris's version of Disney's Halloween House, which is a terrible <laughs> fucking title. Just wanted to sit, throw that out there. Even if you knock Disney off, Halloween House is a terrible title.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they changed the Hocus Pocus, but go on.
0: The house is in this movie for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're mostly running around the town of Salem, so... The house has fuck all to do with the movie. <laughs> so Garrus's vision was way darker. No surprise there. And the protagonists were all 12-year-olds. So it was kids versus the witches. Which kind of cool. Which I, it looks like the new one's going to be, for the most part.
1: Yeah. And this one, I mean, they, they up the age of two of them. But they're still relative. I mean, they're teenagers. They're kids versus witches. They just get, it looks like they
0: up the age. Yeah. Because you got to have, I don't know, seniority. There's got to be like the older brother thing. Yeah, Uh, It went through various rewrites to make it more comedic and family-oriented, but it stayed on the shelf. Uh, They tried to partner with uh, Amblin to get this thing off the ground, but Spielberg had a weird grudge against Disney at the time, where he saw them as Amblin's biggest competitor, and he said, I will never, ever work with Disney on a project. And then, like, wouldn't take, you know, a few years later, he would, you know, work with Disney on a project, so that grudge didn't last very long. But... Weird that he even had it.
1: Yeah, of all people, like what What did Disney do to hurt you there, Steve?
0: He just saw Disney and Amblin as competitors, and I guess Disney didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to hurt when only one of you thinks you're in a rivalry.
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> my mortar enemy. This is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah.
0: I, <laughs> that's, that's really funny. I'm
1: just trying to get this movie made. What are you going on about?
0: <laughs> well, in 1992, Bette Midler found out about it, and she expressed interest. And when she got on board, production pretty much fell into place. Bette Midler was a big get. She she's you know super famous actress and singer and Broadway star, and a hilarious person who does not hold back on her very liberal beliefs.
1: No, she just no, she does not. I heard she like I guess tweeted I heard she did kind of treat something that's kinda of like become controversial, I guess, this past week. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it had to do it had to do with comparing something to like Islam or it, it was weird.
0: It wasn't
1: the, it week? Wasn't the best. Focus
0: Focus time. 2 comes out. She does that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I looked at it, and you know, I was like, well maybe they're overblowing it. Then I looked at the tweet, I was like, ooh, that's not the best thing to put, like right before your movie comes out, Like, not something I would have done.
0: All right. I'm looking. I see from July 6th. Nothing recent. Maybe they hasn't picking, picked up traction yet. But uh, fuck. Bet. Stop it.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, and this is no offense to, you know, obviously people of an older age. Just stop voicing opinion. Really, to anyone, just stop being the need to voice your opinion so aggressively on social media. It only leads to fucking backlash. Just shut
0: the hell up. We don't need it. I thought you were just going to stop with, old people, stop voicing your opinion. I'm like, wow. Hot take.
1: (laughs) No one cares what you have to say, old people. You're dying. I'm kidding. Um.
0: Fuck, you were just on fire tonight.
1: <laughs> I have well, to I have to be on the defensive because of what comes out. We're recording on a Monday, so, you know, what comes out tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll be out when this episode releases and how the internet will be at that time. Yeah.
0: Um, all no. luck. I'm sending all my luck to Bob Zombie. I hope he pulls this off. Yes. Um.
1: No, no, yeah. Just because of what I know is about to happen in this week on the – on the online discourse. Um, yeah, just stop being so strongly opinionated online with your opinion. At the end of the day, no one cares, and it's just going to lead to backlash. So, Bette Miller, just please stop. Just The movie
0: comes out in a week. Just stop. <laughs> well, when she got on board, everything was like, okay, now we got a name, so let's do this. And the part of Winifred Sanderson was actually written for Cloris Leachman, but she passed on it. Uh, couldn't find out why probably just you know hmm. didn't want it
1: i mean they, they looked out. Beth miller because i really all three of these all three of the ladies her and kathleen and and sarah jessica parker are wonderful um in these roles so i mean they
0: looked out and Beth miller i mean she fucking commits in this movie yeah she's gone on record multiple times saying this is the most fun she ever had making a movie like that's what she wanted to do a sequel immediately like she's been the most the most passionate advocate for hocus pocus two for a long time which is pretty cool yeah no and right now true. she's trying to get a, a three off the ground like she had so much fun doing two she's like i want to do it again
1: jesus <laughs> hopefully not franchise. wait hopefully not wait like in our you know 10 20 however long it's been couple years i think it's been over 20 it's been over yeah it's been almost 30
0: 29
1: 29 Absolutely. years yep Hopefully not wait that long. I don't think Bette Miller can make it in her almost thirty years on this earth. He's seventy six
0: right now. So if it's another thirty years, hundred year old Bette Midler is going to be doing. This. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I'm not a betting man, but I don't like those odds. <laughs> uh, the role of Max Denison, Hollywood, was offered to Leonardo DiCaprio. Who passed in favor of "What's Eating Gilbert Grape," which earned him an Oscar nomination and effectively started his career in Hollywood. So smart move, Leo.
1: A smart move, but like just because what we know about Leo, not surprising. Mm-hmm. Basically, all this is I, again not pointing down Leo. I think is a wonderful actor, but I wouldn't be surprised if that he. View, I would not be surprised if like there was a thing of like this is kind of beneath me. I'm
0: not doing this. Yeah, even like 15 year old Leo is like I'm better than this. Which says a lot. I mean, he's—it's not like he's wrong. He's made some insanely good career choices his entire career. Yeah.
1: Again, it's not—it's not. I'm not trying to put down Leo. I know that has been the fucking thing to do, in his per with his personal life the past like couple of weeks. Not putting him down. I think he's made wonderful career choices. Love a lot of his movies. I'm saying I would not be surprised if that was his thought
0: process. Well, I wonder if you know because Gilbert Grape's kind of like the def- the defining movie where people are like, "Oh, who's this kid?" If he hadn't done that, if he'd done Hocus Pocus, would this have been it? Like, would he have had the clout to become Leonardo DiCaprio, it's or would he just been like a Disney Channel original movie kid? I wonder about that.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting runoff because would he have been able to survive the horrendous release schedule of this movie? <laughs>
0: I mean, I looked up Omri Katz who ended up playing Max Dennison, and he never really did much after this.
1: Yeah, he stopped acting. He did, he did something else. I think he's like, I don't know what he does. He doesn't act. Um, I know he's coming back to a convention somewhere for this movie and like an in-person thing to like talk
0: about. So yeah, I know that Allison was in the Hills of Eyes remake.
1: Yes, Vanessa Shaw. Um, yeah. Really weird when you, for those of you who have seen the remake, it's something to watch that, and you watch her in this, and you're like, oh god, thank god she's in something so innocent and sweet. Because, whoo, yeah, boy, <laughs> does she go through a horrific scene in The Hills Have Eyes! Great movie. I fucking love the remake of Hills Have Eyes, but she is in a very horrific scene,
0: yeah. And then Thora Birch would grow up to have a pretty decent career, she'd be in a uh, critical darling one two punch with American Beauty and Ghost World, and uh, yeah, so. Everyone, She was on The Walking Dead for a bit. Who was she in The Walking Dead? Someone. Okay. Do you you know I've like half paid attention for the past like two or three seasons? On a 10 season run, the amount of random ass characters that have shown up with no introduction and then never been seen again, I'm not going to (laughs) remember. I know she's on it. I know she is introduced and she is killed off
1: at some point in the show and i forget everything about her i just remember she was on it
0: walking dead is the dinner party guest that won't get the fuck out you put away everything everyone else is gone they're still just hanging out eating pie
1: of all the shows that are coming back right for the halloween season like i'm looking forward to chucky season two i cannot fucking wait for chucky season two I'm looking forward to World by Night. I'm looking forward to Mike Flanagan's new show, uh, The Midnight Club. You know, I'm looking forward to stuff. And then there's The Walking Dead, coming out with part three of three of the final season. And I think is like, dear God, finally, the last
0: eight episodes. Let's just watch this and get a conclusion and move the fuck on. Why is it so afraid to end? Just end. Why What? Why this Like one of three, two of three bullshit? Just give us the episode so we can collectively stop talking about you. <laughs> Oh, I used to love this show. Now I'm just like I don't even watch it anymore. But I'm I, I want it I want it gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh I, I much prefer now I much prefer Greg Nicotero. I don't I love what he does with the zombies on the show, but I much prefer his work on Creep Show currently because I have liked every single season of Creep Show and I was very happy to finally hear Shadow renew it for season four. I think season they would be on. That's good.
0: Well. And we got certain hot button issues. Whenever the name comes up, it's going to turn into a tirade. Walking Dead is one of those.
1: It is. And guess what, guys? You demanded it, apparently. We got part three three. Final eight episodes coming out starting this fucking Sunday. So you demand it. We're getting it. We're talking about it. Probably at random points. Because um, I'm going to be watching it. Probably not as quickly as I watch House of the Dragon. Those are like when 9 o'clock hits on Sunday, I'm praying it on HBO Max for my house the Dragon. Can't say it'll be the same for
0: Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. And and obviously we're not, you know, we got a, a spinoff coming. We got that Rick Grimes movie or miniseries or whatever yeah, the fuck that is now. now. Yeah, so it's going to be in there. It's part of the public consciousness. It's a pop culture favorite. So it's just going to be the show that wore out its welcome so hard for me, you know. I
1: think that's all I think unfortunately that's how a lot of people remember it. Right? The show that just did not want to die.
0: Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> kept raising, kept rising from the dead, no matter how many times we tried to shoot at the fucking head. Kept getting up. It, it is the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Back to the back to the, the hocus pocus focus here. Uh inexplicably, hocus pocus was released in July of nineteen ninety three. Not the best move. Typically, you know, you don't have Christmas movies or Halloween movies in the fucking summer because that's stupid. Uh, Why Disney chose... I found out why. There's two schools of thought as to why this happened. Okay. According to Disney's people, this was a calculated move because they figured children are going to be at home during the summer, so they're going to go to the movies. (laughs) And they're going to go see this new Disney movie that was their rationale do they forget weekends exist (laughs) these are producers so probably
1: (laughs) do they forget that kids don't go to school on saturday and sunday and sometimes parents are willing to take their kids to the movies on friday when they get off
0: of school i i didn't say it was a good explanation (laughs) it's just an explanation (laughs) I Which know, but I you said. presented the explanation to the table. So now I must question said explanation. The other explanation makes way more sense to me. And I don't know why they wouldn't it just come out say this. Uh, it better because that first one was poor shit. Go on. So this, this one says Disney wanted to avoid competing against themselves as they had The Nightmare Before Christmas set for release in October. And they didn't want to distract. Like they didn't want money going in two separate directions and neither one being a hit. Still stupid, I agree. Some people would First, see both. If it was ninety three, and I was there. I would see both.
1: Yeah, one. I'm also. It's ninety three, so it's way less content movie wise coming out compared to nowadays. um One, what do you mean split? All the money is still going to you because they're both your fucking movies, Disney. um And two, there's four weekends in one month of October. Release one at the beginning and one at the end. Just space it out, Disney. It's okay. Yeah.
0: They're both terrible explanations. And thankfully, you know, they didn't do it again since the second one's coming out mid-harvest. Uh, but that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> that is um,
1: incredible.
0: I know, right? I've always wondered like why July? Really? And now I know why, and I'm not satisfied.
1: Yeah, I'm not satisfied either. That's like if. It's funny as I'm not like, obviously now with so much content, we get horror films in general just throughout the year. But there's something about this when there was less content coming out. Like this is purposely made as a fucking Halloween movie. And you're like, July.
0: Yeah, that's what I like. That's what bothers me more than anything is it's not just, you know, a kind of almost scary kids movie. It takes place on Halloween. Like it's made for a Halloween audience at Halloween. People are going to want to see this. In July, no one's thinking about
1: Halloween. So, Dude, yeah. Yeah. this is not the only studio that's done this too, right? Like for some reason, I've noticed. Like, like obviously, a big one we talked about on the show is Trick or Treat, a movie that's very clearly set on fucking Halloween, it is meant to be a Halloween horror movie, and yet it had one of the most troubled release for things. I think when they did finally said, I don't think it was on fucking Halloween. Um, I think it was before. I'd have to look it up, but it's just like. What is it with these studios being like, Halloween movies don't release on Halloween. That's insane. Like, why
0: would we do that? <laughs> the trick or Treat originally came out in December. Jesus fucking Christ. Merry Christmas. Here's a Halloween movie. Yeah.
1: It's only like now in 2022 that we are getting a proper one, getting a proper theatrical release for the film. Two, they're waiting until fucking October for it. They're like, it's a Halloween movie. Like, we're going to release it in October. Like, why would we... Uh, I'm glad we're doing better now. Obviously, as anyone knows, the past three Halloween films have all been October releases. Krampus, Doherty's follow-up to, you know, Trick or Treat was released in December as well. To coincide with the fucking holiday. So we're
0: getting better, but still, it's just like, why do we do this? How did it take 30, 40 years to come up, like, to accept that? Like... This this should have been a no brainer the second they started making movies. Like if we're going to make a movie about Halloween, we should we should have it come out around Halloween. Like somebody in the nineteen twenties should have said that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like the studios already know that horror ticket horror, for the theater at least horror movie ticket prices they they'll make money to the roof. So everyone's like, well, it's October, I want to see a horror movie, and then you got one that's like like you know a fucking meant to evoke the spirit of Halloween it's only going to help. Your cause to get people to go see it around that time. Like, are you why do you think there's so many more they actually release horror films in October? I was like, look at how Jane packed September was, look at how jam Pack October is it's because it's the fucking season they want to make money knowing people will go see. Don't understand yeah. why they
0: thought Hocus Pocus July, horror is the reason for the season, and we finally have accepted that. So, and you know, and Manja, enjoy.
1: God knows I am. And release your goddamn Halloween movie in October or September. I will accept September.
0: Yeah. I've been lumping them together into a mega month I've been calling September for quite some time.
1: Spooky season. Yeah. A spooky season. Not, in at least in Texas, right? 100 degree summer watching a fall movie Or I mean, granted, Texas falls like 90 degrees, but still, you know, don't rub it in Texas's face, guys. Like,
0: yeah, I'm aware. It's 104 degrees every time I try to do something folly and it just takes the takes the vibe completely away. I feel like I'm in that yeah. town in insomnia where the sun never sets.
1: I don't know. It's pretty awesome being here on the East Coast now because uh dude, it's a second 22nd hit and like summer had one more day to hold on. It was like 90 degrees, and the next day the temperature fucking dropped to like 60 overnight.
0: I miss was- that so much. I haven't had autumn in over a decade.
1: Dude, it, I'm loving it. I'm like, I go outside, it's not too hot, not too cold, the leaves are slowly changing. Like, I'm like, oh, God, i never experienced
0: this. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. It feels exactly like it did a month ago. And a month from now, it's going to feel exactly like that again. <laughs> there is no deviation in Texas, except when we have a massive freak snowstorm for a couple days.
1: That's... That's when the guy he watches the Texas, I'm sure he, was, he wasn't on watch that day. He's like, you know what? I've been doing a good job unit it pretty hot here. I don't take it, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a leave of absence.
0: Yeah. God left the fridge open for a little bit. And we, Anyway.
1: I love, I, like, <laughs> I love the visual of like someone walking to me like, where's the fridge? Oh, my God. Look at Texas. Close it. Close it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It Some dumbass angel in the break room left it open. But uh, yeah, I, the weather here is insane. And I, I, I miss the fall weather so much. I love the, the tranquility of it. Uh, Hocus Pocus has an IMDb score of 6.9. Rotten Tomatoes score of 39%. People, critics hated this. People love it, but critics hated it. This is the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Harmlessly hokey, yet never much more than mediocre. Pocus Pocus is a muddled, family-friendly effort that fails to live up to the talents of its impressive cast. And might I add a hearty fuck you to Rotten Tomatoes.
1: And, you know, to keep the spirit of Josh alive on this podcast.
0: He's not dead.
1: <laughs> Weird phrasing, seen, but continue. I haven't seen him in months. He's dead to me. My friend hasn't been in this apartment for months. <laughs>
0: I'm moving you, like declaring him dead and then him coming back and being super pissed. At you.
1: <laughs> he just comes in I'm moving his shit out of his room.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I haven't seen you, so explain that. Oh, I just I try oh, You're alive. Like we talked yesterday, asshole. <laughs> you
1: picked me up. Oh yeah, right. Anyway. Anyway. But I say that Because, as we know, for those who forgot, he hasn't been on here in a while, I've been doing the Navy thing. For those who don't know, he despises everything that Ron Tomatoes stands for.
0: Yeah, that's not
1: a surprise. And if anything, to help channel him a bit, this just further proves, in all fairness, the stupidity of Ron Tomatoes that a film like this has a fucking, you said 38? 39. Oh, ooh, a 39% to sit there and be like, oh, it's mediocre. It's not that good. Shove it, critics. Fucking shove it. I'm so sorry you can't have some jolly good fucking far cheer watching this
0: movie. Well, it's rocking a 71% audience score. So even that seems low to me. I was like, that needs to be higher. That needs to be in the 90s. As far as I'm concerned, it needs to be in the 90s. Yeah, 39%. Though. Who watched, like as a, as a critic, and just watch this and thought, like, this is not a proper Halloween movie. It's I
1: want to know, know if you hurt them. I want to hold up, like, the teddy bear, like, tell me the scary man touched you. I always
0: picture Anton Ego from Ratatouille. The guy who's just, you know, I don't like food. I love it. Like that guy. That that's who I picture all of these guys being. Just this angry, old, friendless asshole, who has a brief moment of like, you know, mom's favorite meal when they see a I good. Don't, movie.
1: I don't watch cinema. <laughs> I am cinema.
0: If I don't love it, I don't finish the movie. <laughs> I. They exist, you know they exist. Oh, they're about to exist
1: tomorrow. Oh, they're going to exist tomorrow (laughs) or again when this comes out. They, 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 they are existing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) those floodgates are going to be brutal. Uh,
1: Oh, I yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, the monsters. Okay, the fucking monsters. I texted Connor. I, I texted as you know. I texted you before this. Oh boy,
0: the floodgates opening tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I just don't really, I have nothing invested in this at all, so it's interesting to just kind of watch people, like, cringe over this shit. It's kind of funny
1: because people act like they are super duper invested. You know, I pointed out the TV show came out in the '60s. Most fans of the TV show, of the
0: original run, are very very old or dying. I'm just saying, like, what do you think the odds are of us getting a metal Rob Zombie rendition of the Munsters theme song.
1: Oh my God. I hope chances are
0: good. Cause I actually want that so bad now that you've said it. Yeah. I have a feeling like the end credits of the film is going to be just, you know, zombie shredding. <laughs> like that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Ah, well anyway, Hocus Pocus ended up being a box office bomb, grossing only 45 million on a budget of 28 million. Far below Disney's expectations for a Halloween movie they dropped in the middle of summer. <laughs> I don't know what they expected. However, not uh, my tempo.
1: Hmm? Not my tempo. Yeah, pretty much. I that's Disney in that moment. A mm.
0: little little more. A little less. I imagine somebody got fired after pleading with disney like please release it in october and then they don't and they're like why wasn't it a hit scott why wasn't it a hit so reason." We money won. on that that's 20 million dollars scott
1: because you keep saying scott i'm thinking of that scene in awesome powers when he's just like you just don't get it that's a disney executive right there someone like scott is just being like why don't we just release it in october you just don't get it
0: scotty you just don't get it yeah, I, this I always wonder, like if somebody did lose their job, and then this ended up being a huge hit with people, and became a Halloween classic, and it was re-released on Blu-ray, and like it's got you know body now. How pissed are they? <laughs> how
1: remarkably pissed are they? I mean, Mike Garris, who wrote this, is very happy with the film's um, place in um, American, you know. Uh, pop culture right now. That's good. He, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> yes. I like my Harris, So uh, I like my carers a lot. Yeah. I love his podcast, uh, Postmortem. For those who are wondering, you want to check out something a little different. It's pretty cool. He interviews people in the industry, so it's nice. It's like, uh, every other week's people in the industry and then every other week is now a, a thing what they call AMA, Ask Make Anything. So it's he answers fan questions that his producer, um, Joe Russo, collects via social media
0: and ask. Sweet. Yeah, check that out. Hocus Pocus could have disappeared completely from public consciousness. This could be some, you know, hard to find movie on tape somewhere in some used bookstore. However, thanks to subsequent airings on the Disney Channel and ABC Family, which is now Freeform, the film got a lot more attention. And it quickly became a Halloween favorite Nicole classic. Uh, a belated sequel is set for this Friday. So, thank God for the Disney Channel. It saved this movie. There's a lot of, there's actually
1: quite a bit of like family films that have survived that way. Um, Willy Wonka, it almost disappeared. But thanks to, you know, syndicate viewings on TV, it became huge.
0: And it's not considered what it is today. Yeah. Same thing happened to It's a Wonderful Life. That movie did not like it got some award attention, but it didn't make a lot of money in theaters. And what happened was uh, somebody forgot to trademark it. So it was free uh, public domain. So every channel would play it at Christmas. So everybody watched it at Christmas, regardless of what channel you had or were watching. So it became a huge, like it became the Christmas movie because of that. So yeah, sometimes, you know, TV is good. (laughs) Wow, I understand
1: the sweetness in that for that movie. It almost sounds like a cult like thing. Like, all the TV networks were just like, you will fucking like this movie because it's the only thing we're putting on.
0: Oh, it was just cheap. Like, you didn't have to pay for it. You could just take it and put it on and get some people to watch it. Like, it's awesome.
1: America loved its TV. America still loves its TV.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Funny how things, you know, back in the 50s people are like you know television that's a terrible idea why would i watch tv at home when i can go to the pictures every day (laughs) sometimes america's
1: thought process on stuff like why would why would i want this tv to be successful when i can go constantly pay money and leave my house my home where i'm comfortable and go see a movie if it's playing near me i'm like yeah just think about what you just said and how inconvenient that sounds compared to just watching tv in your home same with streaming when like netflix went to go talk to blockbuster about like hey (laughs) you know do you you want us to buy or something like that they were going to enter a deal to save blockbuster and blockbuster who by the way again for blockbuster you had to go to the store hope they had the movie you want rent it and then worry about late fees if you forgot to return it after the week was over netflix was saying you stay home you put movies in a list we'll ship those movies to you you just pick the plan that you want on how many movies at a time, and best part, no late fees. That sounds insanely better to any person with a brain, but somehow, again, humans being humans, person went, "Ha, that's stupid." You don't. No, we're not entering a deal
0: with you. People have proven time and time again that they are afraid of change, regardless of how positive that change may be. I mean, when when VHS came out, Spielberg was like, "That's a fad. No one's gonna." Someone's gonna buy yeah. a movie for them to watch on a tiny screen when they can go to the pictures
1: right no one wants no yeah no one wants to re-watch a favorite film of them there's over and over and over that's
0: silly they can just keep paying money to go see it at the theater I mean granted when when tapes first came out they were like 100 to 200 bucks a pop like the VHS tapes were pricey so I yes, get like some people yes, will be like, supply. no one's going to do that. But rich people do.
1: Yeah. yeah. And again, supply and demand, you know. Um, yeah. And then that's what, again, that's where the video stores helped out a lot because you could just go rent stuff for a lot cheaper. And that that was a the video rental market was a huge boon for that.
0: And people get, convincing people. Well, every time it gets, you know, a little different, like when DVD came out, people were like, well, what? Well, what is this? It's not a tape. Like you could, you know, what's what's so be- better about this disc that, you know, is super fast and convenient and you don't have to rewind it. And then when yeah. Blu-ray came out, they're like, "What? Well, how is it any different from DVD? And Why would I want my stuff in more HD quality? Jesus Christ. I don't want to see it more clear. Streaming comes out like, oh, look at all this buffering. Like they don't even have everything I want to watch every time. Yeah, every single yeah. time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just it's so funny to me. Even I think the only time I've seen it not be like that is like the whole thing with music. Like that's when the one thing people has just been so rage, just be like, you know, no, no, give us the streaming. We don't want to buy CDs. Give it to us. Come on, give it, give it. Give it.
0: I saw a meme once where people were like, where it was like, why are people so angry?" It's like, well, because they've had to buy their like their album on vinyl and then on tape and then on CD and then on MP3, and they just want to listen to grunge music. God damn it. <laughs> it was- <laughs> i get it i've owned back to the future on like six different mediums oh yeah
1: i'm dude i'm i'm upgrading certain films i really like on to fucking 4k you know vinegar Syndrome's announced announced earlier they're doing tc text chance Master 2 4k you bet your fucking ass i'm probably gonna get that it, yeah no i get it but again it's just yeah it's funny to change thing like when people are like why? yeah that was a big thing like, i remember that first with people some people like why would i want to stream anything and I hit play and it just plays. That's that's silly. I'm like, what part of that is silly? Say again and just really think about what you just said. You sit on your ass, you pick up your remote, you hit a button and go into Netflix, and then you just select
0: a movie from there, and it instantly plays. It has gotten to the point. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not proud of this, and I know I'm not the only one who thinks like this. If I'm in bed and I'm gonna watch a movie and I go search for it on streaming and it's not there, but I own the Blu-ray. Just not gonna watch it. I've done that. Not getting out of bed for what? Am I gonna do? Bend over, put a disc in a tray. What am I, a fucking caveman?
1: No, I, yeah. If I'm too comfortable comfortable on my couch or bed, I'm just like, I'll just find something else that's streaming. It's fine. I don't want to get up right now. <laughs> you know, it's in my. I. It's not just my show. You know, I'm roommates with Josh, so I have his access to his movies. So I have plenty of access. I'm just like. Comfortable,
0: I don't want to get up. Yeah, I got to walk 10 feet. I got to find it in my alphabetical system. I got to pick it up. I got to open a case. I got to take out a disc. Even then... I'm getting tired just talking about
1: it. Yeah, even then, I forget where I put stuff on my shelf. I have a system, and I'll be like, what the fuck did I put this movie on my sh-? I know I have it. What the fuck is it? I don't I'm subscribing Hocus Pocus. I was like, what the fuck did I put Hocus Pocus? I know it's here.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, your system is fucking anarchy and it bothers me every single time we record because I'm looking right at it. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's by genre. Mostly. <laughs> See, mostly. What does that mean? <laughs> There's no pattern to this. Like I it's insane. My shit's alphabetized. Like I know where everything is because it's it's letters. But yeah, yours is no, like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it works. Yours is crazy OCD that just scares me. Is the you alphabet. Do a, you do what a serial killer does. I want to alphabetize everything.
0: So you have a crazy, known only to you method that makes no sense to anybody else. If anybody's a serial killer, it's you.
1: No, if anything, I'm a genius because <laughs> only I understand the method, no one else. And I do not bother to explain it to other people because oh, I know very vague descriptions. <laughs>
0: God. Ah, oh, you loony. All right. Let's talk hocus pocus. <laughs> this movie. I feel like we've gone off track quite a lot here. But you know what? That's what we do. Uh this movie opens pretty fucking grisly. Um a child is murdered. And the witches who killed her are hanged. That's the opening of our kids' movie. That's that's pretty aggressive.
1: This movie has so much, like, adult shit thrown into it that it, and I'm always surprised when I watch it, between like, The Hanging of the Witches, how aggressively horny Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, character is throughout the movie. She is, if it's not like her trying to eat children, she's like, a man, and
0: it slides past her as a kid, but you don't even go like, oh. Yeah, her, her like, preferred method of, like, Torturing these boys are like hang them on a hook and let me play with them. Like she's, she she's really yeah, she's horny.
1: Yeah, like it. it as a kid, you're like, oh, that sounds awful. And then you get, you're really like, oh, but then it's like <laughs> me personally, I'm like, this is the only film I, I personally ever found her attractive in. Not trying to handle on just Parker. So then there's a part of me that's just like, I kind of let's see how this plays out. I'd be one of the guys like, you know what? Let's just let's see how it plays out. This may not be that bad, guys. You two stay out of
0: this. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm oh. moving past that one. No, nope. no, no. Yes. yes. No. No. <laughs> oh, all right. So, Zachary, the- who, when I was a kid, thought was named Zachary, and nobody could say it right.
1: Oh, real, real quick. I was going to say, the Valentine's to see a version in this movie. Holy shit. Well, it's important. Like I like, know, but be- again, as a kid, you're like, and then you get older and you're like oh oh yeah vir- wow they say wow virgin quite a bit wow in
0: disney movie okay this is one of the few times where i've seen the virgin actually be a dude which is refreshing like
1: yeah you, and we've seen what movies do when they make females virgins it's it's almost like wow that's how you view any woman that hasn't had sex hollywood
0: hollywood we'll get to that
1: yeah saying <laughs> it's, it's pay attention it's kind of like okay Hollywood oh right
0: yeah. so so Thackeray doesn't save his his sister it's emotional he doesn't really react to it that much which was weird this but um Thackeray not Zachary oh Thackeray it doesn't sound it doesn't feel right you know it feels like I'm insulting somebody you kind of say it like you do spookies every time you, you like to say spookies you're like Thackeray all right you know what that actually helps. All right. Um, So he becomes a cat, immortal cat, cursed to live forever. I always always was, whenever he's like rubbing up against his dad trying to say it's me, the dad's like, away beast. I always find that really sad.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think he would have done the same thing if he was a dog?
0: No, he probably would have gotten his attention in a much more robust way.
1: I'm gonna say you think that would have kicked them away though, since apparently America just does not like cats as much
0: as it likes dogs. Well, this was Puritan New England. They didn't like anything. This is true. Anything fun. <laughs> yeah, this is Salem. And let's not forget that you know there weren't actually any witches in Salem. It was all innocent men and women who were killed in the name of God. So let's not forget that little chestnut.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, this is a time when based off when I watched uh I'm basing this solely off watching Bone Tomahawk any position during sex police people that wasn't missionary was not what the good lord intended. Just fucking insane to me.
0: Well, just the idea that like somebody can just walk up to you and be like, she's a witch. And they have a legitimate trial that's all bullshit. They bring in a cardinal and they're like, well, obviously nobody would lie. About with,
1: with the dumbest test, we're going to tie this block of semen on her. If she drowns, she's not rich. witch. If she floats... She's a witch. I'm like she dies out of the way. What is wrong with you? Yeah. If she trows and dies, oh well. well shit, she wasn't a witch.
0: No. Well, we should be way more scared of the you know those passing judgment than the people who are you know claim to be witches. I'd be mu- I'd much ra- much rather hang out with a witch than one of those fucking religious nut jobs.
1: As we're finding out in the year 2022, right? Yeah. Oh, fire
0: zinger! I'm on it today. <laughs> uh. So yeah, we go from the just, you know, bleak ass opening where we have three, like four people die at the beginning of a Disney movie. That doesn't usually happen. Uh, Right. Yeah. Now we're in 1990s Salem where things are a lot less crazy. And this community is ridiculously obsessed with Halloween. I mean, from
1: my understanding, they still are obsessed with halloween i mean they have a whole fucking salem fest it's a huge destination spot for people
0: i gotta say i would love to live in a community that took halloween this seriously like that looks would, like so much fun i'd be in heaven yeah that would be nice but the teacher is like telling this story and max who recently moved to salem i wonder what his dad does or his mom like whoever's got the job that moved them from la to salem wonder what the job was
1: yeah, right. Like you would think L.A. would be where you would want to go. Um. Oh, I'd much rather live
0: in Salem. I- I'm a small town kind of guy.
1: No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, job wise, like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be. But I'm, cause I'm with you. Like, ha- having, a, uh, almost now spent a year on the East Coast myself. I gotta say, between the coast, I'm much more East Coast. I like the small town vibe. I like the cooler vibe of it. I just like it, and even like seeing Salem and the the coastal towns more um, northeast on the east coast are just so quaint to me, and I'd be so down living there where it's quiet and nothing's
0: going on. Yeah, That's the dream. I'm planning on, you know, once I'm done with my master's degree, I'm going to be applying to a lot of small towns. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, But Max is very much like far out. No way, man. Hollywood, I mean, so, no way he's a 90s teenager he wants to be in hollywood to be fair he never says that <laughs> those two douchebags say it to him quite a lot <laughs> they do
1: and it's just so wonderful to hear every time
0: but max you are the one who decided to wear a t-shirt a tie-dye t-shirt to school so that is on you
1: it is but not
0: the only time i've seen in a 90s tv show or movie so yeah this is pretty cemented in the 90s which is fun Um, so he starts talking, you know, he's like, give me a break. This ain't real. Witches don't exist. Halloween's just here to sell candy. And everyone's like visibly offended, (laughs) which made me laugh.
1: Well, I would be visibly offended. He's also not wrong, unfortunately. And well, okay. Fortunately, he's not wrong in that riches don't exist. Unfortunately, he is not wrong in that. Yes. Halloween, America being America, it's just a means
0: to make yeah, shit ton of money off the selling of candy. Yes, but then his crush calls him out, and he, in a stunning moment of confidence, gives her his number in front of the whole class.
1: Which is, I've, like, <laughs> I've never been that confident in my whole life,
0: um, like ever. Not not in high school. That's for goddamn sure. I mean, lately, yeah, but not not in, not in high school.
1: Yeah, That's no, a- I was, it's a it's a ballsy move, Come on, Let's see how it plays out. Uh, <laughs> I yeah.
0: love how she handles it though. She like tricks him into taking it back. I thought that was funny. Oh, dude, it's
1: a, it's like the best burn. I think every time I watch him, I was just like, "Ooh, burn!" She gave it
0: back, and then there's that Good one job. jock. There's that one jock who's like, "Hey, Max, fat chance." And then we never see him again. <laughs> like, where the Where'd this animosity if, come from? Is this because he doesn't like, like Halloween? What if like there was more to that character, but
1: like the actor they just weren't happy with? So they're like, oh, let's cut out his lines.
0: I like to imagine that like Max was totally fine in the school. He was popular, he was cool, and then he didn't like Halloween, and he immediately dropped to the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> like he he fucked himself that day. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, if I was the mayor
1: of the town, I it'd be a fucking demand. You like Halloween, goddammit.
0: That starts a whole new witch trials. They start burning people at the stake who don't like Halloween.
1: Yeah, basically, like, man, you're you'll know if I'm in charge of the town. <laughs> All
0: right, Jesus. On that haunting fuck. note, yeah, uh, Max goes home, takes a path through the graveyard where apparently these two idiots are just waiting for somebody to show up. Yeah, and,
1: what- and again. Me being me, me, I would never wait in a fucking graveyard. I'm I'm way too superstitious like that. Nope,
0: not happening. Do you ever see anybody in a graveyard when there's not, like, a funeral happening? I've never seen people just hanging around in a graveyard.
1: The most I've seen outside of funerals was people that go visit, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Really I'm hard talking hard people who are just, like, get a
1: six-pack, pick a grave, and just hang out. No, but if horror movies taught me anything, people hang out at graveyards, they party at graveyards, and they, they fuck at graveyards, and um, they uh, dance nude. At graveyards and yes that last one was a return living dead reference
0: That's a great way to really piss off some spirits just fuck on their grave i
1: was gonna say dance? i was like you did not see lanae crigley um doing her thing i if i was straight i'd be
0: completely content i did see we did a whole thing we did a whole episode on that movie and it's one of those occasions where i didn't like it as much as josh did and he really had to contain himself from jumping down my throat which i get I like
1: I liked it. It grew on me. First, I was like, eh.
0: Then, like, it, it's growing on me. Yeah. I'm sure I'll like it more if I watch it again. Anyway, Jay and Ice. <laughs> the dumbest movie bullies I think I've ever seen. 90s Disney movie bullies, just yeah. simply put. A lot of dude. A lot of tubular. Far out. Like, just, oh, my God. Yeah, I love when they he, Max tells them he's from Los Angeles and they don't they don't get it, and then he's like L.A. and they're like, oh, <laughs> fucking moron. Oh. How yeah, Ice only... has his name carved in the back of his head, like his haircut. So, yeah, how much I did that cost him? Then? Holy shit! <laughs> I think Jay did it. <laughs> he just made him do it. He did a pretty damn good job. I'll give him some credit. I love it. He's like, look, my name's not Ernie anymore. it's Nice. <laughs> Like he's trying to reinvent himself. Yeah. I told you. It was nice. And they steal his shoes. I feel like Max could have taken them.
1: Probably. they there's one thing I've learned. Those bullies weren't the most threatening I've
0: seen in film. They're not Stephen King bullies. Isn't that weird though? Stephen King's bullies are hardcore sadists. Like that's crazy. Like Ace Merrill and the kid from uh the Bowers from It, like they're fucking monsters.
1: It makes you wonder what happened. To him as a child, like,
0: right, like they're mean? not bullies so much as they are just like murderers in training,
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially if you like, you read the books and just and not just watch the movies, right? read the books, he's giving you like the detailed thought descriptions of these characters. You're like, Jesus Christ, man, like, what is with these bullies, yeah.
0: I mean, I was, you know, I didn't, um, when I read Christine, I wasn't expecting the bully in that to be so hardcore, aggressive, monster, evil, fuckhead. Buck, it's just his go-to anyway uh they take his shoes he, he bikes home goes home meets his parents who clearly have a favorite child it's, it's not max max, max. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they don't even really talk to him that much except for that one time where dad's like ah, so what are you supposed to be max like with that tone
1: yeah even then when he comes in they point out oh he doesn't have any shoes instead of being concerned about why his probably more likely expensive pair of shoes went it's just oh i guess it's just some phase i'm like how about you question why he doesn't have his shoes anymore he left the house with shoes he came back with none i would have some questions
0: (laughs) there is a story there you should find out what it is um well, I also thought it was weird when he comes home and they're like, how was school? And he goes, it sucked. And dad's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch your language. Like, I don't want to live in a house where I can't say sucked. <laughs> like, that's not a bad word. If you can say it on the <laughs> Disney channel, it's not a bad word.
1: Whoa, 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 son. Oh. Let's not try any correlations to what your mom may have done with me last night. Okay, that's a bad word. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that's the only reason it would be bad is because I guess what she what? That's what they do a lot in
0: private. Did you ever see the movie Earth Girls Are Easy? No. It's a ridiculous 80s movie with Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans play aliens who crash land in, in like California and Gina Davis is like trying to hide them, but she falls in love with Jeff Goldblum. Anyway, her husband is Charles Rocket, the guy who plays the dad in this. And he's cheating on her and he's a doctor and she catches him cheating because he walks into his mistress's bedroom. Oh, and like here comes Doctor Love, and it's so stupid, but so funny. And that whole bit you just did made me think of that. God <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, Charles Rocket. I thought I always thought he was funny. You know, he's the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber, and he's I always thought he was, he was funny. I always really hated what happened to him.
1: Yeah, who would cheat on China Davis Scott? She was. Mm.
0: I wonder that in movies, like people who have like. Tight relationships with really hot people And then they sleep around it's Like are you just absolutely Like stupid or are you evil Like why are you doing this
1: Yeah like Gene Davis was fucking, In my opinion very hot when she was younger It's like why
0: Why, no, why? why? Yeah, It's a funny movie you should check it out it was really uh, funny. Yeah And mom is the um, I believe that's um, John Candy's Wife in the great outdoors Which was a really funny movie Anyway, Max goes upstairs, starts fantasizing about Allison with a pillow, which is pretty creepy. And her Danny's just watching this happen. So if she hadn't waited, I mean she if she like you know had waited and hang out, like hung out there, she might have seen something she didn't want to see.
1: Can you imagine? Like she's getting ready to pop out, things escalate, obviously, and
0: a room that he thinks he's alone in, and then she's just sitting there horrified, like oh, uh... Halloween was nearly ruined because she almost popped out when he was popping out, and that would have been just horrible. Yeah, that's right. Think about that for a second, Caleb.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, Max hates Halloween. Clearly, for some reason, probably because his whole class like basically just turned their back on him because he doesn't like Halloween. I don't know where this animosity for Halloween comes from. Like, yeah,
1: uh, it's, it's never explained. It's just like he hates Halloween. I'm like. Why would you have to be like that, bro? Like, if I was in that town, yeah. I'd be like, hey, fuck you. We love Halloween here. Some guy
0: in, like, did some hippie in LA give him, like, a vegan candy bar once and it just ruined his whole time?
1: What if, because, what if because he hates Halloween, he, everyone just does a fucking invasion of the body snatcher thing to him when he gets near them. They just point and, like, make a thing, like, go away.
0: I'm just picturing, like, just. like hissing every time he goes close to somebody and they're just like yeah, he's just like, All right, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> just turns him into like the town asshole. <laughs> yes, yeah, has to get it. I hate Halloween. Y'all don't. Okay, cool. Ah. <laughs> uh, so he has to take Danny trick-or-treating and runs into Jay and Ice, who were just smashing pumpkins, because it's the nineties and smashing pumpkins was all the rage. Well
1: what I, what I like about this is that they're they're like right in front of a house in a neighborhood it's only I mean, not a single parent seen this and been like hey cut it out if that, they're doing it on someone's property like that person hasn't come out and
0: said anything a there's no way that they brought their own pumpkin and b it's a crowd of like 20 people like somebody is seeing this happen
1: oh yeah and the only That's- one with any
0: balls to say anything is danny
1: yes because look i'm just saying if that was my property i am going to say something first and if you don't want to listen i'm going to do it i'm going to be that that adult i'm calling the fucking cops all right hey i warned you get the fuck off my property and leave my shit alone
0: i would love somebody that hardcore just showed up in the middle of this started yelling expletives at these guys and then we just continued on in the movie like nothing ever happened
1: right i will say real quick before we go for with this of all the various films and tv especially the the disney template for shows and movies i to this day really do like danny and um, max's relationship like brother just a relationship i think it's actually a very solid one which usually and well we talked about sitcoms earlier when we we're talking about halloween specials so they're kind of the biggest um the uh, ones to do this but to an extent i do kind of get tired of the content like let's have a bickering sibling other oh, bickering husband and wife for comedy ha 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 isn't it funny and it's like at first it was and now i'm tired of it because guess what it's actually kind of nice seeing a loving actual relationship on screen kind of refreshing
0: well to be fair before like george carlin and sam kennison and those guys like came out of, this, out of the scene like the bulk of comedy was i hate my wife jokes <laughs> so i get where that comes from i don't know why they did that maybe marry somebody you love not somebody you can't stand being around that's not that's on you not society <laughs> But um, yeah, we get a little bit of the bickering, you know. Why I, I why are you in my life? Bullshit. But then you know, we also get the I got to protect you stuff. So it's it seems realistic.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I like it so much. It seems like a very realistic. We're like, yeah, obviously they're going to get annoyed. I'm not saying, that, especially when I say like when I say I get kind of tired of it. I'm not saying like that I need the opposite end. Especially when they're a perfect happy couple or happy brother or sister. But give me something realistic. Like yeah, they get annoyed with each other, but you can tell that they still love each other. Yeah. So I'm like you know what I mean, like uh I know because you're watching it. As much as I love that 70s show, it, it I, Red cracks me up. At no point do I ever feel like he really loves Eric in eight seasons of that show. He's no, just he makes it,
0: that kid. He makes it very clear that he doesn't. Like there yeah. was one, um, I was I just watched one where um kitty's doing a, a crossword puzzle and she's like, I need a four letter word for disappointment. And Red just goes, Eric <laughs> like right in front of him and she's like oh it fits it's, <laughs> it's such a great show man it's, i love that 70s show.
1: it's a great i'm not saying i'm just yeah, saying you're, like, right, you're totally okay. right
0: it is an overblown out of proportion weird relationship that is built on genuine dislike
1: yeah and i i am glad to see like when films are breaking away from that tv's breaking saying like no oh, let's just actually appeal people like a legit Relationships are like and you know, like I said, an actual family, like I said in this case, siblings that yeah, you see them big like so you know, they have the big blowout on the porch. But even though it's Max is quick to be like, Hey, look, I didn't mean to push
0: you like that. I'm you know, I'm sorry. Um it is weird and- for like a sixteen-year-old to, you know, explode at your like eight-year-old sister. <laughs> yeah. Some weird hill to die on, Max. It's very weird here to die on.
1: You know, then obviously we get like the funny
0: part where she It cracks me up to this day. He likes your yabos. Oh, my God. I can't believe (laughs) they kept that in a Disney movie. Like, hey, my my brother loves your tits. Like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. This one gets away with a lot. (laughs) He does. I love Max freaking out about the full-size candy bars, and then he sees her and he's like, oh, nope. Halloween. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) And then I love, like,
1: his face when she won't show about the yabos, and he's just like, Max, shut up.
0: Yeah, it's like maybe don't yell at me on the porch next year, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but then I love again the whole like, come on, just do this for me, Danny.
1: She's just like, next year we you hot ha- we have to Peter Pan and Wendy with the tights. Like again, it's just that brotherly, yeah. you know, that brother sister relationship that feels realistic and authentic.
0: Here's the thing, though. Do you think after all the shit they went through in this movie, she still held him to that? God no. I th- I hope I hope she did. I hope that like the next Halloween she cashes in that chip. And <laughs> it's like we promised. Oh.
1: <laughs> of course, oh, at that oh. point, like him
0: and him and Allison are already together. So like, how's he gonna be embarrassed? That's just true. That's why, like,
1: to an extent I am disappointed that the these three aren't coming back like at all for the sequel. Cause I would have loved to see like them now. But hey, we got this first one with them, so I'll take what I can
0: get. Maybe it. we'll get a, a fleeting cameo of one of them. Maybe Thora Birch is, like, running the house now or she works there to make sure, like, maybe she's the new, like, Thackeray and is, like, guarding that place because that's what I would do. Right. Yeah. It.
1: Yeah. It It would be cool to see one of them just pop up in the camera, but I don't even see that happening. Yeah. Damn shame.
0: Well, we, I mean, we are getting four returning cast members, so I'll take that. Oh, yeah. We're getting plenty returning cast members. Uh So they're talking. They decide after, you know, perusing on allison's tits that they're going to go check out the sanderson sister house which is just abandoned on halloween night in a town of people who love halloween and are obsessed with this story did that rub you the wrong way a little bit
1: yeah watching it it's like this doesn't add up why would this shop be closed like and run down if this is like literally what this town
0: thrives on i couldn't believe that a bunch of like seniors aren't having a kegger in there Like, that's what should be happening. Like, there's no way nobody's there on Halloween night. They're they're honoring Halloween. You're telling me this is the first time a virgin has lit that candle? Bullshit. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is something this town should be dealing with every year. (laughs) Anyway, rant over. (laughs) Every single year, oh,
1: boy, someone lit the candle again.
0: It kind of looked like it was going in that direction when that one, like you know, "quote unquote" cop was like, "You lit the black flame candle." Like it sounded like he was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> but then it, that turned out to be a joke, right?
1: We've been able to contain that for like ten years. What the fuck? I love that know Like, well, that's when this film becomes rated R. Just an exasperated cop. He's just like, "Uh, well I'm sorry. Say that again." You you lit the black. we've had that on lockdown for 20 years since the last incident
0: did you just ignore the guard cat you son of a
1: bitch what the fuck why are you a virgin you dick he just loses it on him (laughs) why are you a virgin you dick (laughs) it's clearly explained why didn't you fuck first and then light the flame the black flame candle what is wrong with you Oh boy, we got. I gotta call the station now. Jesus, god, god damn it!
0: The second half of this movie should be the SWAT team hunting down the Sanderson sisters, and like it's from their perspective. And this turns into like a horror movie where the witches are hunted by the cops.
1: The whole time they're just berating Max constantly for lighting the candle.
0: <laughs>
1: we wouldn't have this problem if the version over here didn't fucking light the candle. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, so that's funny. I love that. And Max is, of course, you know, doesn't he thinks it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus, and lights the candle, and nobody stops him because they also were kind of like yeah, it's probably not true, but it's fun to believe. Max, goddamn, get an imagination, right? And you're probably not a version, right, Max, Mister Hollywood. And then they go, oh shit, oh god, <laughs> yeah. The second this floor turned green, I'd be like, I'm gonna leave this house now. <laughs>
1: My first she thought to would be like, oh my god, it's run. Ha, ah, you're a virgin. But also it's real. Oh god.
0: Oh no. Sisters come back and they immediately reenact, you know, get their plan of action back into well, action to take the souls of all the kids in this town and make it themselves young and immortal. But they only have a day to do it. And Max and Allison and technically a night, sir. Technically oh, a night. night. My mistake, a knight. Get your shit together. Jeez. Uh, All right. <laughs> Ouch. No words hurt.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, Danny tries to fool them by throwing on a ye old Puritan accent, and they're immediately like, we're going to eat you. Like, maybe not the best plan, Danny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they Max fools them with the sprinklers. They take off. They steal the book.
1: He holds the power of fire in his hands.
0: You have messed with the great and powerful Max. It's one of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> the conviction, he says that. Uh, with. Right? No, he they tricked us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sisters go out. They see a road for the first time. Apparently, Sarah Jessica Parker eats a real spider. Wait, what? Yeah, I read that in the trivia. Apparently, like, She claims that was a real spider that was unscripted. She found it and she just ate it.
1: She didn't need to do that. Commitment. <laughs> I. It's okay, Sarah Jessica Parker. You
0: had sex in the city. Wait, that was later. She'd done... Not, actually, yeah, Mars Attacks was three years later. So he, Yeah, I guess. Was this like... What did she do in the 80s? I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't Mary really care enough to
1: find out. Married Matthew Broderick? Was that later also? I don't know.
0: I don't follow Sarah Jessica Parker's career. Um... <laughs> our heroes encounter thackeray the cat and he's like way to go assholes it's only been 300 300 years and
1: he, he specifically attacks the living shit out of max like it's actually kind of terrifying
0: <laughs> i would i mean i don't know why he didn't just i mean i know he's a cat but he's also you know sentient probably figure out how to pick things up move the fucking candle hide the candle you just do what cats do best. Walk over
1: to it, stare at their owner dead in the face, and knock it over.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny. So they... Deckery. they give a... Hmm? Thackeray. <laughs> 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 Knocks it over, Thackery out, and then just leaves. Why didn't he why didn't he say something before they lit the candle? Like, hey, I'm a talking cat, don't do that. And by the way, me talking proves this is all real, so don't light the fucking candle. And please, if you're going to light it and not heed my warnings, please don't be a virgin. In fact, I can see a way where you can handle you can take care of that right now. Danny and I will wait outside. <laughs>
1: I'll keep you company outside. Let's give these two a minute. because That's literally all they're going to need. It's his first time.
0: I'd give you a lollipop. but Frankly, you won't have enough time to eat it. Much less take the wrapper off. <laughs> all right. So they go to the graveyard because witches can't go there. They can't set foot on hollowed ground. And we meet the grave of Billy Butcherson, not played by Carl Urban. That's a different Billy Butcher. And that's all i was
1: saying. A much more foul mouth wow. Billy Butcher. One Disney would not approve of.
0: Nope. Uh, this Billy was Winifred's lover who fucked her sister, so Winifred poisoned him. And he's pretty resentful. The,
1: the sister specifically being Sarah Jessica Parker, we kind of established in the movie. She, there's a reason she's the most quote-unquote attractive witch. She is literally the one to there are people on there.
0: Yeah, she's the seductress. Yes, not really sure what Mary's function is and all this, but I'm sure she has one. Well, she has that oh. thing where she can sniff kids out. Ah, there go. it is. She's the sniffer, which is not the greatest gig, but whatever. Winifred's the 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 actual witch here, and Sarah Jessica Parker Blair, lures. So well oiled machine. I mean, they've killed successfully one child with this. <laughs> um,
1: what happens? One next? Sniffs, One can take Dake, which I don't know how. I <laughs> say one sniffs. One can take Dake, which I don't know how that relates to children. But you know, um...
0: superpowers are superpowers. I mean, hey, if you got it, flaunt it. I mean, if you if you're if you can fuck bus drivers, enjoy. <laughs> that guy was Horny as hell, the guy who you know, like, they're like, We desire children, and he's like, Well, it might take me a while, but I can pull that off. <laughs> like, is this a Disney movie? Are we sure this is a Disney movie? It's
1: a Disney movie, also. There's no woman hot enough that if that's the first thing she said to me, I was like, as I desire child, I'd be like, I just close the door, and be like, ah, Not what I'm looking for. Well,
0: I feel like I don't want to disparage bus drivers, but when you're a bus driver, I feel like you're looking for some adventure, so I don't think you care. <laughs> and if you know, if you want out of that, you got a bus, drive away, and just keep going. Anyway, um, I love the scene with Gary and Penny Marshall, where they think they've encountered Satan. Oh, dear. it's a wonderful
1: scene. And to me, what makes it so funny is that you know, in real life, they're brother and sister. The movie paints them as like a very. Bitter again, I know I just said I really like the realistic brothers relationship, but I like in this regard, because they are real life brothers and having me a very like bitter old couple. It's it's funny. I like how she is just so fed up immediately. She is like my spirit animal. I'd be like, why are there three people in my house? Why? <laughs> why get them the
0: fuck out? Yeah. I love that she keeps giving them sarcastic shit to what they're saying. You know, we'll be younger in the morning. And she's like, Yeah, sure, me too. <laughs> And just yeah, I love when she throws candy bars at them. And just yeah, it's it's all well done. And Gary Marshall is—I've I've always thought they were both hilarious. Yeah. well done.
1: Yeah, it's a great scene again. Penny Marshall,
0: a spirit animal. Three
1: people randomly end up in my house because I remember like, okay, whoa, 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 you guys need to get out. I I am sitting here watching my TV, and now you are destroying that with just having your presence here. I don't like people anyway. Get out. Just leave.
0: You get the vibe that he uh brings home a lot of random women to like hang out. Like this does not look like she did not have the vibe of like what is my husband doing. It was a vibe of like what is my husband doing again. <laughs> this is, she did she she does this a lot, I feel. If anything, he
1: was she was impressed with the number. She was like, three this time. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Something about that Satan tale, man it's the ladies (laughs) revving their engines um i love the scene with the fake cop that always makes me laugh that dude commits
1: yeah he god i i would probably do something like that myself i just i love that guy like he could have easily been like i'm not a cop he's like in an
0: instant went oh they think i'm a cop okay yeah i'll sell this well, I think if if they'd been in actual danger, he would have been like, well, I, I'm not a cop, but I'll find you, like, I can help you. But when they started talking about witches, he's like, I'm going to see how this plays out. <laughs> well, I love he pulls the, like, you know, I put my life on the line for this town. Like, that, all always <laughs> so over the top. It's, it's great.
1: Yeah, and then as soon as he, as soon as he leaves, I love that, like, his girlfriend comes out and he's like, he thought I was a cop. I do like how he almost breaks. He almost breaks. When he looks at him, he goes, "You're a virgin." Yeah, yeah. I'll get it plastered on my forehead next time. <laughs> like he almost broke there. He almost broke. He was like, "You know what I'm like, dude? Come on."
0: <laughs> what? There, there was that one scene also in the um in the graveyard where Sarah was coming on to to Max, and uh, Allison was like, "Hey, take a hike with a with a with a branch." Like she's like, "He's mine." And I always had that. I always think like, "Oh, she does care." Every time I I watch that she bit, does.
1: she has it's crossed her mind. Oh, the, the virginity gonna... will not last after the credits roll because Disney's not showing that part of the love.
0: It'll last, I think. Off, yeah, they'll they'll last. You know why? Because trauma brings people together. They're gonna remember that time they stopped three witches. No, They're... I meant like this virginity won't last. Oh no. That night, man. Like that morning. Like they gotta, they gotta get rid of this pent up energy somehow. You don't just go to sleep after that shit. Max just looking
1: at Danny like, you need to go to the other room, like right fucking now, Danny. All right, I put my life out on the line for you all night. Leave now. Go play with the ghost.
0: (laughs) Go play with the ghost,
1: Danny. Um, Those like in Allison's he throws in like Allison's face sometimes. Like the the witch almost wanted me; she
0: almost had me. My God, I hope not. He's a well. He, he's Max is kind of a dick. He might, he might do that. <laughs> I do feel like he learned a valuable lesson in this movie, though. Maybe.
1: Um, Anything he? I think the only thing he learns that like, maybe not be a virgin anymore
0: because apparently, it leads to bad things, and I. Too much magic shit connected to Virgins. So yeah, maybe don't do that in Salem. Buck your way through town. That's the that's the method. That's the, the message here. Um uh, we of course get the iconic uh I put a spell on you sequence, where Bet gets to show why she's one of the most celebrated Broadway stars in history. And just uh,
1: hmm? I was like, this scene is just wonderful. Like I, I look forward to this scene every single time I put the movie on. Yeah, it's hilarious.
0: And I like the, you know, early on we established that they can control people by singing to them. So taking control of this entire town's parents, who all apparently just decided to go to a Halloween party and left their kids to trick or treat on their own. Way to go, parents. And um, dad is uh, Salem. A Dracula. Yeah, Salem. Dad's Dracula, mom's Madonna. Love Dad's immediately like, is Danny okay? Like, not like, what trouble are you in, Max? It's is Danny okay? They don't like him. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, think they I like,
1: like that him very like, much. We're in I like how at first he's trying to stay in character. He's like, no, there's there's trouble. You just put is Danny okay? I'm like, you wanna ask about Max? You wanna ask Max okay also? He's the one coming to you saying something happened.
0: I hope Max said that in, in third person. He's like, don't, don't you want to see if Max is okay? How about a, how is Max once in a while, Dad? <laughs> he just has a moment. Uh, so, yeah, they um, they control the town with this song. It's a great rendition of the song. Where I first heard the song, I think the previous act is uh, takes the interruption pretty well. When Max just goes up on stage and takes the microphone, the guy's like, dude, I'm in the middle of a song. Like, I would have decked him. I'm jamming out, bro. If I was that singer, I would right. have decked Max and kept going.
1: Probably stone off his ass. The way he sounded.
0: He was like, okay, he's not all there right now. That's that's probably true. But I want to, I've never been yeah. to a Halloween party like that. I, I want to go to Salem at Halloween. I want to go, like, that looks like just the best. Okay, I'll get to Texas. Anyway.
1: All right. <laughs> I- I've heard Salem. I mean, I, I know they do like Salem festivals like every Halloween. I've heard they go all out. But also because it's such a destination it can get pretty crowded there really quick. Um, but I've heard good things.
0: That is true. I didn't think about that. Bloody tourists.
1: I know if I went
0: there, I would be a tourist. so I won't add to the problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. laugh every time. Yeah, this is... Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say this is a this is a great addition to the song. It, like I said, it's Bette Miller and do you know Kathy and Jimmy and um Parker also do great, but they like she is just selling the shit out of this scene. So it's like this is my moment to shine more
0: than I'm already shining in this movie. Yeah. And she, you know, convinces everybody that there's no real threat here. It's all just a, a gag.
1: Which is just... after that after that catchy tune, I'd believe her, but god, that was catchy.
0: That was that was good. They uh, I love when they have to go back to the house to get more brooms and Kathy and Jimmy's riding a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> that always gets me. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah. They have that brief scare or well, I guess reverse scare where they think they killed the witches in the kiln and uh, they go back to the house and they have, the you know. Max and Allison start flirting and sleeping on each other. And it's delightful. Max takes a plunge. You know, what about new boyfriends? Like, coming on a little strong there, Max, but I admire it. She's a
1: bold man. And again, it's Disney, so they just literally just sleep together. Can you imagine, like, the actual, like, r version? It would have been like, all right, let's... She's
0: Danny's asleep. Let's sneak off. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't kill the witches. They come back. They take Danny in the book. They're running out of time. Uh we later find out Billy's on their side when he opens his mouth and is like, fuck all y'all. You killed me. <laughs> what did they expect? <laughs> oh, I always love that. It's one of my yeah, favorite. I like how they, they were childhood. shocked and like. You killed the guy. <laughs> yeah. Like It's one of my favorite moments of my childhood watching movies. It's like, oh my God, the zombie's a good guy? That's the first time I'd ever seen anything like that.
1: Yeah, I love how Billy's helping. And we also, during the segment, we got another great, another, not talked about as much because obviously it's not as catchy, meant to be as catchy. But we got another great singing moment, which is Sarah Jessica Parker with the, you know, come all you children. Yeah. It's another great little creepy moment. Obviously, I don't, People Don't talk about it as much compared to the whole like, put us, I put a spell on you. Um, but no, a good segment, I think. Um, and then yeah, we get essentially this nice little graveyard climax, and yeah,
0: we found Billy's
1: a, he's a good zombie. I like that when Max runs over and they're like, Oh, he's like, no, no, no,
0: he's a good zombie. Well, that's all it took, and all of a sudden Danny's like, oh, He's gonna be my best friend. <laughs> She's like, Hi, Billy. I always thought that was funny. She immediately walks out to him, and is like, My buddy's gonna be a zombie. Yeah, I
1: like how Dane's, like, making friends with all the magical buddies. She's like, the cat, the zombie,
0: friends. Oh well, yeah, if you're, you know, a seven, eight-year-old girl and suddenly magic's real, and there's a talking cat and a nice zombie, 100% I'm going to talk to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair. Fun.
0: So, in the climax, Max takes the potion because he doesn't want Danny to die. So Bette Midler's like, well, now I got to suck this teenager. And I could have phrased That's that. Better, but <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she ends up falling off the broom and becomes a statue because it's hollowed ground. They won. They beat him. And Thackeray gets to be a human ghost again with his little sister. Frankly, should be a lot more disappointed in him than she is. And all is well. <laughs> For now, Friday, focus,
1: focus too. yeah,
0: yeah. So that's kind of bad. A, it's a good cheat if you want to come back to life. All you got to do is just keep some candles out, yeah. and yeah, there's apparently no limit to the amount of times you can do this. No, I
1: do like how during the crisis they show that the two bullies are still stuck in the fucking cage.
0: Oh, yeah, Jay and I has no got captured. About... Yeah,
1: they're gonna Someone die. <laughs>
0: Well, they won't die Like when the security guard for the museum shows up the next morning. They're probably going to jail. <laughs> uh, I also like the other scene where the parents leave the community center in the morning and they're like, that was a hell of a party. <laughs>
1: Ridiculous. Yeah, after you probably have to now sleep the whole day awake because you've been awake all night.
0: Halloween. People probably got the day off in Salem for Halloween.
1: Yeah, like, Salem's like, look, we're just grant the whole week off of this holiday.
0: I think Halloween this year's on a Monday.
1: What if there's an the option in Salem? Like can start... Yeah, it's one of the reasons I, I'm i seeing if I can take off work. Because I was like, fuck, it's on a Monday. Hey, folks, folks, you being after is on my TV... Nice as we record
0: cool we're uh having some technical difficulties, so you sounded high as shit when you said that, so I'm gonna keep it because that was funny nice yeah I've noticed technical difficulties quite a bit uh, a couple gaps in the conversation, but you know what it's it's working we're fine we're almost done here it's fine it's fine it's fine. <laughs> well (laughs) here are some filmgasm facts for hocus pocus during a 20th anniversary screening of this film doug jones revealed that the moths that come out of his mouth at the end are real not cgi uh this is this is how this went down so i know right commitment uh in a 2018 interview with bloody disgusting Makeup and special effects designer Tony Gardner said that the actor wore a mouth rig, a latex pocket attached to dentures that blocked off Jones's throat to make the moths come out. There was a small hole in the very back of the pocket so that Doug could cough some air through it. An animal wrangler would place several moths in the pocket with tweezers. Then the stitches would be glued shut and we'd run out of frame so that they could get the shot as fast as possible, Gardner said. So they just literally had Doug Jones spit out some real life moths using some, some... Technical wizardry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what grosses me out more, that or Tony Todd's bees and candy man. It's like, I don't. If I ever become an actor, I'm not putting any bugs in my mouth. I don't care how much you pay me. Yeah,
1: I'm. Um, I every time I think like I could become an actor, that's a cushy job and stories like that. I'm like, I'm not willing to do that to be an actor. Like, fuck that. Kind like yeah. when like was it Leo? Like they made the big deal about Leonardo DiCaprio because he's a vegan. But, like he broke it to eat the Meat of like the ho- the horse, whatever, and the revenant. I'm like, one, ew, two, not a big deal. He broke it. Whoa, well, well, three, he didn't have to break it because uh, you could have gotten fake. Why
0: did you need it to be real? I always wonder about that. Like, is this necessary? Like, couldn't Doug Jones just spat out some like paper and we would just think it was, it was bombs?
1: Never necessary. I feel like it's just
0: the one. <laughs> Yeah. It is. It's a weird decision. Yeah. Uh, Number two, when Danny and Allison dance after burning the Sanderson sisters alive, the fountain in the background is the fountain from the opening credits of Friends. So I don't watch Friends, but I'm sure somebody out there will be like, "Ooh, I can tell people that.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard this one before. I think, like, the building itself, yeah, I was, like, was actually the background of Friends opening
0: credits. Yeah, so that's nice. And number three, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker plays a witch who was executed during the Salem Witch Trials. While researching her family history for the show Who Do You Think You Are, Parker was shocked to discover that her 10th great-grandmother, Esther Elwell, was actually arrested in Salem, Mass. in the late 1600s. For committing sundry acts of witchcraft and choking a neighbor to death. Uh, Esther's case never went to court. She escaped with her life, and the accusation ended the Salem witch trials.
1: Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Better than when, like, most of the time, celebrities are, like, when they get into these roles like this, and they, like, for some reason, act like they found, like, like, they find a minute detail about, like, their ancestors, and they may get, like, kind of overblown. They're, like my ancestor was this and i'm like i
0: don't give a fuck (laughs) but that's cooler than most (laughs) oh that's yeah well some people are just like you know excited to know this you know the the full scope of the story that led to them being here and i get that but other people take it too far or then you have ben affleck who's like don't you dare tell people that i my ancestors owned slaves you sons of bitches but uh yeah, that, yeah, it it gets
1: ridiculous. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm downing anyone that wants to know like their lineage. It's just sometimes people act stupid. But I noticed that in, like a lot of, with almost anything in like celebrity culture, like what is it? There's this, um, it has nothing to do with lineage, but like there's a song from this band from the UK, caught uh the band's called Bringing the Horizon, our metal band. And, um, one of the songs, I think they use like, they, 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 some of the lyrics were like, and like two words of the lyrics, just two words were like in like French or something. And literally, the band went on like this big, like high horse moment of like, yeah, man, he, uh, our singer, he learned French for the song. It was really something special. And the whole time they're sitting there going, it's two fucking words. Shut up. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not special. He learned two fucking words. That's
0: Shut funny. the fuck up. Everybody thinks they're special. I've always thought the show Who Do You Think You Are missed a golden opportunity to call themselves Who the Hell Do You Think You Are? Like, you know, like the, the typical parent threat. Like, they should have done that. <laughs>
1: who the hell do you think you
0: are? Every time My grandma watches a lot of that, and every time she's watching it, I always be like, who the hell do you think you are? She chuckles. Uh yeah, so there's some trivia. Um, Hocus Pocus 2 is set to release on Disney Plus this Friday, September 30th. It's set 29 years after the events of the first film, which it it was 29 years ago that the first one came out. Uh Bette Midler, Kathy Najimi, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Doug Jones are all reprising their roles. The plot is being kept under wraps. So I'll be watching it this weekend. I'm excited i hope it doesn't suck but considering they gave the first one 39 i'm not going to listen to the reviews on this one at all
1: oh yeah no i'm i am i going to go with this into this one with A very open mind because like look best ca- like worst case scenario right it's absolutely worse because obviously best cases we end up liking it and falling in love and just adding it to the rotation right yes worst case true. scenario is that we just don't like it but we saw the first one or it it doesn't land with us, but it becomes something for a new generation to get into, kind of like how we got to Hocus Pocus 1 here. You know, like, yeah, there's to me, you know, kind of going back to something we were talking about before recorded. Just calm down Then the day, it's a movie, and someone's out there, even if we don't like it, someone out there is going to fall in love with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Every movie is somebody's favorite movie. I believe that.
1: Except yeah. for the finance
0: Fuck you, Fred Durst.
1: Yeah, and I just want, I want to keep that statement in mind when a certain film comes out on Tuesday on Netflix. <laughs> keep that in mind. That is all.
0: I really hope this works out for you. I feel like you're going to... I'm going to get, like, a, a phone call. I mean, a, a phone call of, like, it wasn't that good, <laughs> and I don't know what I'm to do. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm just naked in the fetal position, sobbing uncontrollably.
0: Maybe I don't know. I hope not, but we'll see, won't we? Anyway, we'll see. Uh, I give Hocus Pocus a nine. It's a delightful Halloween favorite, fun movie that touches a lot of taboo subjects Disney doesn't usually go for, which is always nice. And it's something I watch every year to celebrate Halloween.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it a ten. This is gonna be a ten for me. This is just. I loved it since I was a kid. I watch it every year. I wish Disney would do films like this and watching in the Woods and Something Wicked This Way Comes more often because I do like it when they are willing to go out there and try these types of things with their horror films, other gateway horror films, whatever you want to call it.
0: Um, I would say that maybe they are trying that with Werewolf by Night.
1: True, I mean we are getting Hocus Pocus too and now. Werewolf by Night on the MCU side, things so they they're tempting, <laughs> trying to dabble into it, see how it how it goes, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, re- I do like, I, I love this one a lot. Um, and it's, I yet to ever be sad watching it. I mean, it's a joyful thing for me to watch every year. That's great. I'm happy you have
0: that. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like it, feel free to follow us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can send us a message there, or you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com. Check out our website, filmgasm.com, where we have reviews, articles, trailers of upcoming films, and every episode of our shows. If you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on Support This Podcast on your preferred provider. We appreciate, and we hope you had a good time here. Next week, shit gets dark once again. The long-awaited reboot of Hellraiser comes out on Hulu. So we're going back into the twisted mind of Clive Barker to discuss the 1988 sequel, hellbound hellraiser 2 after the events of the first film kirsty is sent to an institution but the head doctor is obsessed with the cursed puzzle box and uses its power to summon forth pinhead and the Cenobite once more hellraiser 2 is currently streaming on prime video if you'd like to watch it for yourself uh it's been a minute since i watched this since i was a kid uh, i revisited the first hellraiser a while back uh, with austin for a really fun episode and i'm looking forward to diving into hellraiser 2 just in time to Check out
1: this new one it's gonna be fun yeah it, um, i'm excited the first two hellraisers are awesome movies in my opinion before it we went down the direct-to-video just hey we got a script slap and into it uh territory or and then even later on in the we don't want to give the rights away, but we don't want to do anything to the franchise fuck you Weinstein company should mm-hmm. they did with the last couple of movies So I'm excited to watch, you know, Hellbound Hellraiser 2. I'm very excited for this new one where it's made by a company that wants to make it and
0: done by people that
1: want to make it. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I mean, the very fact that Clive Barker's involved again, that sings volumes about this. So, yeah, it's going to be cool. Don't miss Jean-Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer on Fridays Beyond the Bad and the controversial 1952 biopic Viva Zapata on Oscar Sunday until then, if you're a virgin, don't light any black flame candles and keep watching movies.